Please, Michael, tell me. My darling, until I saw you. Well, when Johnny was first starting out, he was signed to this personal service contract with a big band leader. And as his career got better and better, he wanted to get out of it. Now, Johnny is my father's godson. And my father went to see this band leader. And he offered him $10,000 to let Johnny go. But the band leader said no. So the next day, my father went to see him, only this time with Luca Brazzi. And within an hour, he signed a release for a certified check of $1,000. How'd he do that? My father made him an offer he couldn't refuse. What was that? Luca Brazzi held a gun to his head, and my father assured him that either his brains or his signature would be on the contract. That's a true story. Welcome everybody to the podcast where it takes 50 episodes of talking with my girl for us to catch up to the rest of the world. <laughs> I am Ryan. And I'm Kaylee. And, and this we is have a, Tom. And yeah, yeah, we have a guest. Welcome, Tom, this week. Uh, I like to drink wine more than I used to. <clears throat> anyway, I'm drinking more. <laughs> <laughs> That's the quote of the film. <laughs> this week, we watched The Godfather 1972 classic. Everybody seems to know this movie and love this movie, or at least regard this uh, as one of the best. Um Tom is bringing this to us. Kaylee and I have not seen this, um, and it's kind of amazing. So thank you for, for finally forcing us, not forcing really, but uh, you know, in the context of the show, you made us view this. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Tom. And it just so happens to be our 50th episode, and we're honored to have you here, Tom. Thank you. Uh, introducing us to a 50-year-old film. So, let's get to our summaries of this. We'll just move right into it. Uh, Tom's going to do us the honor of uh, reading the back of the box art. So, yeah, let's launch into that. (laughs) Francis Ford Coppola's epic masterpiece features Marlon Brando in his Oscar-winning role as the patriarch of the Corleone family. Director Coppola paints a chilling portrait of the Sicilian clan's rise and near fall from power in America, masterfully balancing the story between the Corleone's family life and the ugly crime business in which they are engaged. (laughs) Based on Mario Puzo's best-selling novel and featuring career-making performances by Al Pacino, James Kahn, I don't know how to pronounce that exactly, and Robert Duvall. This searing and and brilliant film garnered uh, 10 Academy (laughs) Award nominations and won three, including Best Picture of 1972. 1972. Tom had to count those Academy Awards. Very nice job there, Tom. Thank you very much. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, clearly accolades all around, critically acclaimed. It's won awards. People watch it over and over again, even though it's three hours. Yeah. if you had to summarize this movie for somebody, Kaylee, um, some weirdo like us that 
doesn't know what it is. <laughs> I straight up can't. I cannot summarize this. We have finally reached a movie that I cannot summarize. And now I get it why people are just like, you got to watch it. So much happens in this movie. How do you summarize it? Um, I guess family drama, the movie. That, that's all I have. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, Ryan, what do you got? I think, I mean, if I really needed to be concise about it, I would say if Stanley Kubrick liked shitty music. Wow. Because the music choices are you terrible. You just came for all of Italy. <laughs> <laughs> the, mu the music just doesn't work in the way that, I mean, it's got such a masterful uh, visual element. Um, mm. And then musically, I, I think it works many, many times very well. I mean, there's a cool theme in this that I'm sure we'll talk about all the time. For sure. All the time. What am I saying? Uh, we will probably have to talk about music a lot because it's important, but I do feel like there are some missed opportunities here where it kind of feels like television to me, <laughs> like the way they use music. I um, hear you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But um, yeah. I mean, like you said, it's hard to just put this into one thing um, or one statement, really. A, a, it's so all-encompassing. It's like a lifetime almost. Uh, Thinking all the way back to when we covered Scarface with you, Tom, I remember we were we were excited to watch it, but it was just like, yeah, let's do The Godfather. Oh. Right? There, there's no way to work into that or to prepare for somebody for what this film is. Yeah, I don't think you expected us to not have seen it. <laughs> no, I really didn't expect you to not have seen it because it's just like... It's kind of like one of those movies I feel like it's hard to have not seen, even if you didn't plan to see it. Like, you, it's it's something that's just on, right? Because it's, like, such a famous movie that it's, like, one of those ones that, like, USA would show. Is this, you know, like, or the, like, the house TBS. party movie? Like, you're, you're going to a house party, and in one of the rooms, this is on TV? Uh... I don't really know that it's, like, got, like, hype enough for people to, like... Like, you know, I, I don't really re ever remember anyone being, like... Oh, I'm like like when I'm like high school or something like people like playing it, but it's just it's a it's a movie that they show. It's like Gone with the Wind. Like you've probably seen ten minutes of it, even yeah. if you've never watched mm -hmm. it. Yeah, I was gonna say because I'm like it's sure just like it. you just flip through the channels and it's on. It's like on Turner Classic Movies or right. something because it's a it's a popular movie. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's really famous. So cable channels will just show it. There were scenes in this that I didn't know were a part of this movie, but I've seen in like Criterion Collection uh, commercials or yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, whatever it may be. I have um, a, a different summary for this, by the way. Um, getting in and out of cars, the movie. <laughs> there were a lot of cars. <laughs> Lots of getting in and out of them. Oh, I'm in love. I love it. I love a good car scene. I like uh, a lot of footage getting, in a car scene. A lot of getting in cars and never getting out again. Oh. Yes, exactly. Oh. Getting yeah. in a car is like oh, the most no. dangerous thing you yeah. can do in this movie. You're not guaranteed to get yeah. back out. Well, uh, you know, most people have seen this. I would imagine there's very few people um, that have waited uh, very long to catch this or haven't just caught it, like you said, uh, if it's on. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm sure I caught some pieces, but yeah, never really committed to the full three hours. And I think that's difficult on the fly. It seems like the kind of thing you should be watching intentionally to me. Um, and yeah, I, I don't think... This is a dip in and out of kind of thing, no, either. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not a movie you really can watch casually. Like, no. So I'll, I'll say that, like, I don't know. You you may know this about me. People like people that watch movies with me frequently know this about me. I hate long movies in general. Mm. Mm -hmm. Like, like one of the, my pet peeves about modern movies is they're too damn long. I'm like, give me a give me a tight ninety. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and, and that's a good movie to me. Like, I, I don't really like movies that are going over two hours too much. But this movie feels like there's enough going on that it warrants it to me. It reminded me a lot of playing um, modern video games. You get so absorbed into the story that when, like, the gameplay hits, it, it, it's very sudden. You feel like you're in the movie, like this is some kind of VR experience. When we were at the wedding in yeah. the beginning of the film, I felt like I was there watching it. Yeah, and I made a comment about the pacing of it and some of the things you wouldn't normally show, like um, the gun scene later where they hide the gun. Um, you wouldn't necessarily, in a modern film, show all of that that leads up to it. But what this movie is trying to do, ultimately, I think, is keep us there in the moment and keep us with these characters so long that we are so absorbed, like a VR experience. Mm -hmm. We spent 26 minutes in at the wedding, wedding at the beginning mm -hmm. of this movie. We yeah. feel, by the end of that 26 minutes, we feel like we've been at this wedding. And that's why it's, it's so effective. jarring when we have to leave it. Like, this is such a beautiful thing. And then by the end of the movie, we're what like... What a beautiful wedding! Ah, there you go. <laughs> but by the end of the movie, we're like, wow, this marriage is shit. And yeah. this is really terrible. And this thing that was kind of a comfort in the beginning of the film to, like, lure us into the story is so dark. Yeah, one thing that I think is, is odd about the wedding scene, and, like, maybe I'm wrong, I don't think they actually show the... Like, in that 26-minute wedding scene, I don't think they show the groom one time. Really, they don't. Yeah, uh, or if they do, it's so brief. That, it's like, right at I the didn't... end, I think, because I kept asking, "Is that the groom?" Is that yeah, the yeah, groom? yeah? Because I was like, "No, that's not the groom. No, that's right. not the groom." And like, it, I don't think they show him very much. If they like, it's yeah. he's certainly not in it a lot. Right. No, Johnny the singer well, shows up, and later. I think that's the groom, but it's not. <laughs> mm. yeah. I don't know where how to how to navigate this. Like I said, I mean, so many people know it, so I don't know that we need to belabor what happens in it, but so much. So, I mm -hmm. mean, I think we really need to pick some standout things here and just cover like what's truly significant. I mean, overall, it is visually pretty stunning throughout. There's a lot of just like well-framed, really cool things here. Um, masterful. So, I uh, you know. I have Very questions. easy to watch for that reason. Yeah, I've got questions about the beginning of the movie. Is uh, the Godfather with the cat? Is that uh, oh, yeah. uh, uh, not Monty Python? What am I thinking? Austin Powers? Is that oh. is Austin Powers spoofing this? Oh, that's an interesting question. And I just question, didn't yeah. know. Or is Inspector Gadget spoofing it? Oh, oh yeah. that's good. That's really good. <laughs> that's pretty neat. I like it. Um, it I, does I, make you wonder because it's such yeah. an old movie yeah. and we know so many things are are inspired by this and parody this. Um, so yeah, it, God, you have to wonder like how much has this touched? And the creator of Inspector Gadget is an absolute madman who's like some crypto guy now. <laughs> oh, are you really? serious? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> That's, that's scary. I, I wish him well. Um, at the begin, the movie starts with "I believe in America." Wow, like wow, and it immediately draws you in from there. I think a lot about like the first sentence in a book. I think it's really, really important. It sets the tone for the whole thing. This sentence set the tone for the whole entire movie, and I just had to like touch on it just for a second. See, the, the line that set the tone for me was, I got two gabagools. <laughs> <laughs> the, the wedding's cool. The wedding part, like, so, like, I don't, obviously, like, people that uh, listen to this may not know me personally, but like, and yo, I don't really talk about like me being Italian, but my, my grandmother was, um, my, well, my great grandparents immigrated from Italy. 
Wow. Well, and let's just say without saying your last name, it doesn't sound remotely Italian. No. <laughs> no, and I, I'm, I'm also <laughs> not fun. the ethnicity you would think I am for my last name. So, like, <laughs> but um, the my, my grandmother immigrated from Italy, or her, sorry, her, her parents immigrated from Italy. She's first-generation American. Um, and so, like, I have, like, people in my family, like, not really my like, like my parents aren't like that's not like my dad's like this or like mm-hmm. my my even my grandmother's really like this. But like I think about like her 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 my uncle Johnny who's like her brother like that guy that goes up and like is like the old guy that's like singing on stage. I'm like yeah, that reminds me of Johnny. Like he wow. had that energy. <laughs> nice. Oh, oh my cool. god, that's cool. I want a more real element uh, to the because my family's white bread. Um, you know, we're all like not very Italian British. Bread. We're not Italian bread. No, 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 no. You go to the subway. We are the white bread. Um, Sliced. I, I have no context for this really. And it does kind of feel a, sometimes like a soap opera, right? It's too fantastical. Um, I, yeah. I mean, it, it is so, it's this painted picture of that section of Italian life. Because uh, clearly it's not all Italian people, but. right. Early Italian American life and you know traditions and different things like just kind of their customs, um, and I think it's really kind of amazing. And I don't know how you could do it any better than this movie does it. And I generally don't like gangster movies, and that's mostly why I had never seen this. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that leads me to: is there a particular reason other than? Um, it being so well known in you know award winning and all that that you would introduce this to us does it have any personal significance? I mean, you you are relating that you know you have Italian heritage, so that's something that I didn't know. Honestly, yeah, I mean, but you know, know obviously, obviously, like my you know my my great grandparents they like ran a restaurant, like it's you know it's not, they're not they weren't gangsters, but like the um and so I, I don't really of. that that I know of <laughs> in, in, in Cumberland, Maryland. Um, <laughs> the, yes, the Cumberland Italians. That's why that's why that's why my grandmother always used to call them Italians. Even even though she is Italian. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but uh, the, I mean, I don't know that it has like a personal significance other than like, I've just seen it a lot of times. Okay. Mm. How you many know, times do you think? Um, I don't know. Probably it, in pieces, like not like, like literally sitting and watching it. It's got to be over 10. Okay. Like just because um. it'd be on, like it'd just be a movie like people would put on. Like, um, I, in fact, one of the times I remember is I remember when, uh, my daughter's mother was pregnant. I remember watching it with her. Like we watched, wow. we watched. The, she was. She know, had probably, not seen it. No, she had seen it. Oh, okay. she was, she's, she's Italian too, right? So like, oh, she yeah, was like yeah. seven or eight months pregnant. And we just like that. We weren't really doing anything because she like she was pregnant. Yeah. And it was you know we watched, we sat down and watched The Godfather. Watched the Italians cool. murder. Yeah, we watched yeah. the, <laughs> the first one and the second one, and like we sat down and did that. I remember that. Wow. So and, like, um, that's the last time I think I remember watching it. Like literally all the way through, huh? Wow. But I've seen it since then multiple times. Like, okay. but just because, like, it just. But I just didn't sit and like you know I wasn't like sitting down and like I'm watching this movie. It was just like oh it's on and you know I'd look up and be like oh yeah that's when that happens. This hmm. is a commitment. I will say it's no Irishman, which I uh, still have not watched. But it's it's a serious commitment. You don't just sit down and watch 2001, right? It's, I it's, do. <laughs> you do, but like you're I mean, weird like that. I mean, I don't think it's a movie that like if you've never seen it before, you can't just you you can't just sit around and like not pay attention. Like you won't really follow. Right? It. Yeah. So maybe it that's why it's, it's the it. pepperoni pizza. 
that people bring to the party, right? Everybody likes pepperoni pizza. We've all had it before. We know what it is. Um, So this is like the movie that's just on because everybody's already seen it and and they can come in and out for their favorite parts. I think it's immersive. Um, It really seemed to be this genuine picture. It felt like the acting was so authentic that you were there and stuff. So yeah, it's just so familiar. Yeah, there's certain things about it that like I on a critical watching, like, you know, like normally when I watch movies, like I'm not, I'm just like, did I like that? Yes or no. Mm, I'm not mm-hmm. really, I'm not really thinking about, I'm not going into a thing about like, well, what would I say about this? Unless I'm mm. watching it for something like this where I'm gonna, right. where I know I'm going to talk about it. Like mm. things I would say that really stand out to me about it, watching it this time is like, one, it's really beautifully shot, especially when you consider that the movies was shot, it was made like, what, like 1973. Right, so yeah, seventy-two. Like, it's fifty 72. years old. Yeah. yeah, so it's a fifty-year-old movie, and like it's super beautifully shot. Um, I think a lot of other movies from the seventies and eighties, like you look at them now and they look kind of chintzy. You know, where you're like, it doesn't. They're grainier, yeah. kind of. Yeah. yeah, like like they just don't look. They don't give a sense of like, and even modern movies don't give a sense of like being in a real space. Yeah, and a lot of the the shots in this movie give you a sense of being in a real space. Like I think mm-hmm. about the uh, there's a scene when like I think it's when they're all discussing what they're gonna do after the Don gets shot, and they're like in the living room and they've got all these Christmas cards on the walls mm-hmm. and they've got mm-hmm. all these decorations and it like it looks like a real house. It has like the messiness, the chaoticness yeah. of like a real lived in yeah. space. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So I mean. The the thing looks fantastic. There are so many moments like that where it is kind of this fr- like perfectly framed image, um, and it's all you know thematically tied. The symbolism is great. Yeah. I have some theories on that. So um, the proscenium arch is developed in Italian theater. It, it's just the big block. It's square, and it is the most common form of an arch in a theater now. Um, So if you're looking at the houses, it's this big square block that you're looking through and you're looking into another room. And I can't help but think that this is very intentional. There are other elements to um, Renaissance theater or to Italian operas. Um, There are little nods to it. And I think the proscenium arch is the most obvious visually. Um, but on a side note, it also really looks like a Christmas story. I think mm. it's the same time period. <laughs> it's the same kind oh, of cars. Would it would it's that, around Christmas. Seventies, yeah, it might yeah. be. Well, and another thing, there was a moment in uh, a cab, and like it was just a close up on dude's face, and it looked fantastic. It did not look like it's in a fifty year old film. Mm-hmm. It looked so high definition and we weren't even watching it in like a 4k restoration or anything we're watching on a projector we did watch the remastered version i don't know how much of a difference and i'm sure that does update it a bit but um either way we kind of had it in an old school fashion we're watching almost theater style Mm. projecting it and i you know it looked clean as hell so um yeah kudos to it visually there's also that moment where they go under the train and it's all like blue oh, yeah. it, it's yeah. surreal looking it's fucking wild it almost looks like a painting like it yeah. also yeah. and, and i think there's like the scene like right after that where they go into the cornfields or whatever 
Oh yeah. And then also and like for a dying. moment when you first see it, like yeah. the like blur in the lens, <laughs> it's like, is this a watercolor? It, like it's yeah. like and then yeah. all, and then it comes into focus. Like it's really cool. Yeah, if it wasn't windy, like you would think it was a painting. Well, it reminded just... me a lot of the Van Gogh movie, um, where oh, all the yeah. artists got together and they did oil paintings for every single um frame of the movie, especially the scene on under the bridge with all the lights. It's so beautiful. Under the bridge. <laughs> yeah, like uh, there's that. And then I, I honestly think the the other scene that really stood out to me was like the baptism. You know, mm. they're like, they're baptizing, baptizing his... They're baptizing. Baptism. Ba- they're baptizing. Baptizing his uh, <laughs> sister's, his nephew, I guess, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Michael Corleone's nephew. Ne- yeah. nephew. And like... <laughs> Michael Corleone, Efron. <laughs> and then it's like super, like the church is like super dark and like... Yeah. yeah, just lit like where the people are, and then like it's cutting back and forth between like these murders happening mm-hmm. and like people pre- preparing to murder people, and it like that seems just like it's a really cool. There's yeah. a lot of dark versus light. The we start in a dark office room, and then we get a very jarring transition into the, the bright wedding. wedding. Yeah, and we have that back and forth constantly in this. It um, reminded me of Persepolis. It's like a film. That has a lot of color to it, but it's got a lot of black and white elements. Yeah, the, the <laughs> contrasting elements. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got a lot of notes here. I think. <laughs> I mean, too. <laughs> I got two pages. I don't man. know where to go. There's so much that happens. I think the whole movie really kicks off when um, the Don uh, is talking about the new guy in the family, the guy who just got married to his daughter and he says Carlos yeah he Carlo, says right? give him a living yeah. but don't discuss family business with him yeah he does not want him involved yet they invited him to the village but he is not in the family mm-hmm. yeah like like, like, they, like almost like his dad didn't really trust him mm-hmm. you know and, which obviously he shouldn't have if you watch the movie right yeah yeah no he's a piece of shit but I can't help but wonder if it's like uh, the kid who's rejected by the village just burning the village down hmm he seemed like a bad guy. Mm. Well, I don't know. We don't get a lot of behind the scenes with him, right? We get him hitting his wife. Yeah, we basically see him when he's an asshole. Yeah, like you never really yeah. get like like I don't think you really have any understanding of his motivation. So if we didn't see him at all at the beginning and we only see him acting a fool, like what's that's kind of crazy, right? I mean, I mean the, he's got to be some kind of good because the wife is upset that he dies at the end of the movie. Well, she's you know being silly. I think she should have so. that guy. She, she should have. Yeah. She got the family. Well, they're Catholic. They don't divorce. Mm. Yeah. She's just stop it. Terrible. <laughs> I, I, we should say Tom gave Ryan the go ahead for the gabagoo before the. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. They have an Italian pass. They can talk about how Italians only have four fingers or whatever. <laughs> oh, that's Whoa. terrible. No. <laughs> I've never heard that before. No. Yeah, it's like a, they're, they're like full, full blood Italians are like Simpsons characters. <laughs> Terrible. Absolutely. Okay. I reject the go ahead. So something starts happening when they move out of the, um, you know, after the wedding. And it started to seem like every scene that didn't have dialogue was kind of like the beginning of another movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know how it's people getting in and out of cars, of course. Uh, it, it, people driving, uh, just scenery stuff. It, it, there's so many transition shots that just seem like they're starting another movie. Like I mean, credits it, are supposed I to be I feel like the, 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 the movie does have like three distinct acts. You know, yeah, like yeah. there's like, this, like the beginning of the movie is like uh, Marlon Brando's the godfather. He's in charge. Then he gets shot. 
mm-hmm. right? And then there's like the scene where it's like there's kind of the part where they figure out how to get revenge for that, and then um, Michael goes to uh, back to Sicily, and he's in Sicily, and then like that's like a second scene, and then he comes back, and now he's the Godfather. Yeah, if you look at the five act, actually, um, it's got. Italian plays, everybody. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's got um, basically a whole character arc for the original Godfather and two parts that set up what you want to know mm-hmm. for the rest of the next Godfather. Because you see him basically become, it's a uh, it's like Darth Vader. Well, yeah. So one thing I, I really noticed it's, in this movie, yeah, the prequels. I just want to bring up that I thought was like, actually, like, I've never noticed this before. So, okay. Um, I'm just going to give a brief overview of kind of what happened so marlon brando he's the godfather he gets shot um michael who's like the civilian son he's like not really involved in the family business he goes he goes to the hospital to try and visit his dad and he finds it like he has no protection because the the corrupt cops like wipe like arrested everybody that was protecting his dad mm-hmm. and he goes and he um kind of takes control of the situation sets something up with like a baker which mm-hmm. is actually a really cool scene where the yeah. baker is like pretending to be a gangster and yeah. he's like scared out of his Fucking mind. Fucking Enzo, so yeah, tense that, that it's so tense. Yeah. It, like like for like for like a really short scene where really nothing happens, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but like it's it's really tense. And then he's like, that shows him like shaking, trying to smoke a cigarette afterwards because he, he thought he was going to die. Yeah, and then he and, and the cop kind of comes up and punches uh, Michael in the face and, and breaks his jaw. And the next scene, he goes, they go, he goes, he's back in the house. He's got like. Uh, his his jaw is broken, so he's talking like his dad. Yeah, you know, like and, and, and oh, so like he's got. He's, I didn't he's, think he, about his, that. His, the way he's talking is like Marlon Brando. He's yeah, got, like, the immediate appearance. Yeah, of the his immediate swollen appearance, face, swollen like that. face, like his like only half his mouth is moving. They sit him in the chair. He's sitting like Marlon Brando mm-hmm. sits. Like everyone's kind of looking at him, and he's just yeah. like leaned back, and like the camera zooms in, like the foreshadowing that like this is the next Godfather. It, it's a really cool scene. Yeah, but I feel like you you actually have to know what's happening, like what's going to happen, to like appreciate it. Mm, yeah, yeah, I kind of agree with that. But it is um, there are two transformations in this movie. Um, obviously, the Godfather from you know in charge, healthy to old and uh, spoiler alert, dying. Um, but Michael starts so soft in like. He doesn't want to be involved. Yeah, he's so open about it with, uh, what's her name, Kate? Kay. Kay, okay. Uh, Diane Keaton. He's so open with her and doesn't seem to be interested. Like we, He seems very genuine and soft. So to watch him harden over time and to see these moments, these punctuated moments where he changes, um, and what motivates that truly for him? Is it just love for his father? I think it's just family, yeah. man. I think it yeah. just gets. I mean, I think part of the theme is that, like you get wrapped into what your fa- to your you know the family ties are so strong that he doesn't. I don't even know if he really wants to do it, but it just feels obligated. Or is it like a situation where he is what fourth in line for the throne? And he assumed he wasn't going to get it anyway, but now here he is. He's not throwing away his shot? 
He's not going to throw away that shot. shot. Yeah. No. I, I think it's the love for his father. Because of how he cares for his father and, you know, the hospital scene where he finds out nobody's guarding him anymore. Uh, like you mentioned, um, he employs a baker. Like, they have to pretend. It's so strategic. You can tell he's more like his father than the rest of them. Right. Yeah. And he knows that, too. Yeah. Because um, they say he had his other brother, uh, oh shoot, what's the other guy? Fredo no, or not Fredo. Sonny. Sonny. Yeah. So, you know, Sonny's too hot-headed. Right. right. Like, he can't do, mm-hmm. he can't do it because, like, he's loyal to his dad, he's loyal to the family, but, like, he can't do the job because he's too, he, he, he's, his blood runs too hot for mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, he, you know, if he, if he did it, he'd get, like, he'd do too many things out of anger. He can't. He can't act rationally for what's best for like the entire family, right, right? And and Michael seems to be the only one that can do it. Yeah, he's yeah. the only one that's balanced. And we were talking about it while we we're watching it. He's a war hero, they say at some point, right? Can we talk about how complicated that is? Because I've kind of got some questions about. Well, it. they're clowning on him for going to college, but and then we're we're thinking, well, he went to a war as well, so why wouldn't he be suitable suitable for murdering people? I mean, do you really think they're clowning on him? I, I kind of felt like they were proud of him for not being for for getting out. Of the situation on some way. Yeah, but it's also like, you don't understand this kid. You went to college. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. It's yeah. Kind you're of, not they, tough. You're they not, brush him you're off a little bit. It, yeah, keep your hands, you know, soft. Uh, you can't handle this. But really, he is probably the best suited and clearly was. But uh, he fought um, in World War II for the American side. Yeah, 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 yeah. Against, I think he was a Marine. They, they show the kid with the hat at one point, and so yeah. he's a Marine Corps hat. So, okay. like, I assume that he was a Marine. But it had the Marine Corps logo on it anyway. He fought against the Italians. So, is well, that complicated? I, I, I actually did. I know you know, I never really thought about that before, but I did think about that, like, in the context of, like, this is right after World War II. This guy fought in World War II, and now he's in, like, for the Americans, and now he's in Italy. Because, you know, he, cause he mentions, like, where are the, all the men? And they they say something about the retribution or something, but I assume what they really meant was like everyone died in the war, right? <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. like like they were all they were all soldiers, and a lot of a lot of the young men died. There's not a lot of them. Out. Dang, but, and, and I feel oh, with that all in mind, I feel so bad for Apollonia's father because he clearly kept his daughter safe from all those American men who were in Italy, okay, um, fighting in the war. Let's set up just in case somebody doesn't remember or has not seen this somehow. Right. He's in Italy, running. He's in Sicily. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's not in Italy? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, sorry. <laughs> you had me confused. Uh, sees this woman, is infatuated with her, right? That's yeah. Apollonia, and her name is Apollonia. Yeah. So then we want to know because we've seen Purple Rain. Everybody I can't believe knows. they stole that from Prince. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love it. Complete ripoff, but it was nice to see that they were showing honor uh, or honoring the purple one. Uh, <laughs> but yes, continue. I'm sorry. It's very like weird how he inserts himself in this woman's life. Yeah. Instantly. Here comes this um, Sicilian man. Who is born in America, I'm going to assume. So he's basically American, Mm -hmm. but he speaks the language. And this dad, Apollonia's dad, saved his daughters from uh, the American soldiers and uh, the Sicilian soldiers. And then along comes this American soldier, and she dies. American soldier. (laughs) Stay away from me. 
she dies in a in a car bomb and that whole like <laughs> the second they gave an actor um who is not one of the main actors lines i'm like he's gonna die and then sure enough plot twist he's not the one who dies yeah, but think, he does kill the wife does she talk at all yeah she does she yeah. yells in yeah. um italian oh okay about driving and she's gonna learn oh, yeah, how to yeah, drive that's right that's right yeah she seems really She drove cool. so poorly the car blew up. <laughs> That's how bad women drivers are. Oh they can my just God. turn the key and blow up the car. I don't get it. She's just driving in a circle. Francis Ford Coppola does not like women. No. <laughs> no, no, he don't. He, um, re- he really does him dirty in this one. Well, I'm, I learned tonight that this is based off of a book. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, That's why it's Mario Puzo's The Godfather. There you go. I, I never knew about Mario, but now I do. Um, and that has been a gift this evening. <laughs> <laughs> I've never read the book, so I, I don't know how closely they uh, they tie, really. Let's let's see here. We have um, I don't know what's worth talking about scene wise. It seems like so many so many things. Like let's uh, let's talk about the things you've seen in other things. Uh, the horse head. The horse head. Okay, that's probably one of the more famous. Scenes. The yeah. only thing I knew. Going and one other thing I'll say that like I love the music in that scene. Yeah. <gasps> oh, oh that scene is yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, it's so intense. I love it. Like the like I so. I so Ryan, one thing you, I don't really agree with is you're like, oh, I don't really like the music. I love the music. I love. Let me put it this way: I love the way they use the theme, yes, in multiple ways, mm. and like kind of like what we would now call like a remix or like a reimagination of it. Like the uh, in the horse head scene. So there's like you know everyone knows the theme. Yeah. It's haunting. And it's. So like everyone knows it, it's been sampled a lot of times. It's been u- reused in in so many different ways. That like even if you've never seen the movie, you've probably heard it. Yeah. Um, but the movie itself reuses the theme and like switches it up in ways that are like really, um, really interesting. Like the the horse head. There's a scene where like okay, maybe it makes sense to explain the horse head scene. Um, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> so there's like a dude who's basically, his name's Johnny, but he's really just, he's, he's Frank Sinatra, right? Like he's, he's supposed to be Frank Sinatra. Is basically. that what we are to believe? Yeah, he's definitely supposed okay. to be Frank Sinatra. Okay, Like that's like, that's not, uh, that's not conjecture on my part. It's, he's definitely supposed to be Frank Sinatra. Gotcha. Um, the, he's trying to get into a movie and he's kind of crying about it. The Godfather basically slaps him in the face and is like, why don't you just like be a man? And then he's like, well, I don't know, Godfather. I really want to be in this movie. And Godfather's like, fine, like I'll, I'll figure it out. And so like he sends uh, Tom, the Irish guy. The lawyer. The lawyer. Uh, Bobby Duvall. Yeah. yeah. And, he, and he sends him to the, the Hollywood producer's house and says, hey, why don't you give this role to Johnny? And then the Hollywood producer like really doesn't like him. Um, doesn't really like, like him Johnny. is an understatement. Yeah, he really doesn't like Johnny because, like, he ran like, off with his girl. He ran off with his girl, more or less. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, "I'm not going to give him that, son, that. I'm not going to give that son of a bitch that part, no matter what." <laughs> he said Fuck he's him. perfect for it too. He knew he's yeah, perfect. Yeah, he knew he was perfect for it. And so, like, he earlier they he showed him his prize horse that he was going to like go out and stud and like make a bunch of money. Um, and the. And they, anyway, they kill the horse. And they put the head in his bed, and he's like covered in horse blood, and like he wakes oh up. Oh my god! But so. the but the the music, they take the theme and they like mix it in with like a horror theme. Like mm-hmm. they kind of redo it in like a with like this like like it's like 
out of tune and stuff. It's really cool. Yeah. That's another I element never noticed it from um, I can't opera. disagree that anything theme-related, like with that particular melody, is amazing. They use that like a horror movie, and I appreciate that. But uh, I mentioned all those like kind of interstitials uh, where it seems like the opening of a, of a movie. Um, there's you know background music over most of that, and it just seems so bad. Uh, they could have done more interesting things with this sonically. Um, mm. But that's... It's not really that bad. I'm just saying that's a, a criticism, uh, a bug I had about it. Um, right. I think the visuals more than make up for it. Yeah. No, I, again, I wouldn't say that it's a bad movie because of that. I just think that they could have made uh, some better choices there. Um, you made me think of something. Uh, the the horse owner guy. F-boy, right? Total F-boy. Right. For sure. Right. I mean, who who is this guy that is mad that another... Well, and the Frank Sinatra clearly an F-boy. Took the man's woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, audience, we're watching F Boy Island, and uh, we and can't watch anything do. without uh, looking at him as a nice, bo- nice guy or F Boy. Um, <laughs> it's a fun game. I encourage you to try this. But in this movie, uh, I, we have quite a few F Boys here. M- most of the guys are F Boys. Yeah, uh, yeah. I have to agree. Yeah, there's some cheating happening. I would have said Sonny, but then we see him, you know, getting a, getting it on with a side piece at some point. So you would have said he was a nice guy. Yeah, maybe. I mean, just because he's a hothead. Tom isn't. Tom is a nice guy. Tom is a nice guy. I, I like Tom. Yeah. Yeah. He seems great. Thank you. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. Tom's cool. He's All cool. All the Toms involved. Yes. Nice he's guys. like the adopted son. Um, is that correct? Yeah. So he was like an orphan. That like I think they explain it. It's like they see him on the street and they take him in and like basically they just raise him. And then, like, but he's basically just groomed to do a job for the family. Wow. So, Are like, they... he's like, they, they, you know, he's a lawyer, but it's, it's like heavily implied that, like, he's a lawyer because he should his be. dad, or, or uh, sorry, the godfather wanted a lawyer he can trust. Right. Okay. And how many things have we seen this in, you know, gangster related things where the family brings in somebody that's not their own? You know, I'm thinking kind of, of Fargo kid. specifically. Yeah, but there's a billion things like this. I really mm-hmm. feel like if you had stopped with The Godfather, as far as making gangster movies, we'd be okay. I mean, it's low-key in Thor. This story is like super old. This is a, a, an element in Italian opera as well, bringing in someone who is not in your own family, giving them everything you have. And, and usually it doesn't turn out well, but I think Tom is loyal to the end. He yeah, seems... Tom is like one of the more. Actually, I would say that like uh, he's what he's like one of the more competent of the quote unquote kids. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, he's but he's not of, one of the kids. He's, he's just not one of the kids. But like, but there is a part where he says, "I'm just as much of a son to him as you are." Well, yeah. But his loyalty will always be questioned because he's not blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That, that element, is, you know, that's why the character is there. I think to have the ambiguity of it. Mm. But it, but I think it, I think maybe it's to show that his. Like, to some way, in some ways, his loyalty is stronger. Yes, because like it's a true loyalty; it's not an obligation. Right, right. Like his his obli- his his loyalty is emotional, not. And I'm obligated to be loyal because I'm, he's my dad. Yeah, it seems more appreciative. He's um, the loyalty. one kid who was given the most. You know, he was given a life and an opportunity and probably law school and Mm -hmm. 
uh, our career. Or at least understands the the alternative was worse. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think he is the most to lose. So he is, uh, in that regard, the most loyal. We were talking about the horse head scene, and uh, Tom pointed out to us that there was an Oscar in the background. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was a bold move to put an Oscar right there in your movie. Yeah. And I, 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 if I had thought about it, if I had realized that that was occurred, I would have tried to look and say, like, hey, who in this movie had an Oscar? Like, trying to figure out if it was a real Oscar. Mm, I, yeah. It might have been. I don't know. I don't. I don't I, I honestly have no idea. I didn't yeah, look it up. I don't know if because Francis Ford Coppola. I was looking into it, and he doesn't have a lot of like really great movies other than The Godfather. I place. mean, like Marlon fucking Brando's in this movie, y'all. Like <laughs> it might be his. Yeah, I mean, maybe. oh well, yeah, it could yeah. be. Yeah, uh, huh. that's my guess. But I also think it's a baller move to just have your Oscar on your nightstand. But yeah, it was, <laughs> I thought it was a cool like way to like. There's like little things where they put in the background like that, where it's like, oh, like this guy's a serious dude. You know, yeah. like he's not like, he's not like just some guy. They do a <laughs> like lot of he, showing and not telling. Yeah. Like, you know, like you kind of see, once you see that Oscar, you're like, oh, this guy is successful in Hollywood. He's not just like, you know, some side stringer. Like right. he's like, he's a big, he's a big time. He's a big deal. Right. Because right. he's got an Oscar. And that's why I think it's so fun we start with a wedding. Again, they're showing us so much more than they're telling us. We know exactly who this family is within mm. the first 20 minutes because we spend 20 minutes at a wedding. Yeah. Like we Luca, learn who Luca Brasi. Luca Brasi rehearsing oh, his, his speech talking to the Godfather. That's yeah. a name I've heard a lot. Like Same. I've heard people refer to other people as a Luca Brasi. Well, hey, that's something to think about now. Mm-hmm. How many things are unlocked for us? Oh my god! <laughs> like we're gonna see so these references e- fucking everywhere now, probably. Yeah, um, that's kind of exciting. The last scene of the movie where they shut the door on Diane Keaton—I've seen that scene before. Had no idea it was in this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's so many th- names. I guess Fredo, uh, and apparently he's more of a player in the second movie. But now I have an idea of who that person is. He's a white sauce connoisseur. Oh, an Alfredo? Or Magnet, sorry. He's a Fredo, not Alfredo. Leisure Suit Larry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, audience, if you don't know who Leisure Suit Larry is, it's Fredo. Uh, It looks exactly like it. It looks like, and he he basically is the same, like, right? Like, like, uh, they talk about, like, the, was it Mel, Mo Brooks? The guy that owns a casino. Mo Green. Mo Mo Green, Green. yeah. yeah, yeah. That he works for. Yeah. Is like. Like, oh, I had to slap him around because he was sleeping with cocktail waitresses while they were working. Which is so gross. Super Leisure Suit Larry. (laughs) He is the worst offender of the um, the comb-over in this movie. His yeah, he's got a big forehead just like Homegirl does. This is a, this is a forehead bad. movie. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. this is like a movie about hairlines. I give this movie five heads. <laughs> <laughs> like Diane Keaton's hairline in this, not not amazing. Not ideal. I think the hairstyle just really did not. Yeah, she's not. She's not. She's not built for the middle part. No. She would not have made it as a zoomer. <laughs> it seemed like it was a, the type of hairstyle you needed if uh, you were going to do some sort of uh, her face opening up to reveal she's a robot. <laughs> Just had plenty yes, of space. Or uh, I'm for thinking the of Kristen Wiig on the Lawrence Berg show. Oh, shit. That's perfect. Yes. Yeah, with that's the perfect. tiny hands. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's an SNL bit for anybody who wants to look it up. It's really good. Not um, yeah, yeah. hands. All, all forehead. Uh, terrible hairlines across the board, though. Men and women, everybody 
everybody <laughs> messed up. Well, uh, this is a movie full of murders. Um, pretty intense shit. Like, yeah, I think one of the craziest scenes that I have seen parodied the most is the uh, the bathroom scene where he gets the gun out of the bathroom and he kills uh, the cop and the other. It's another mob guy. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember yeah. the dude's name. He's from the other family that wanted to get into drugs. Right, right. That's like the one the one red line that they seem to have in the family is like, we don't really want to get into drugs. Yeah. And that scene, although I've seen it, it done many times in different ways, the real version of it is extremely tense. And I was like fucking sweating. It's really? well, it's well wow. shot because you know what's going to happen. And like you still... Are like when is it going to happen? Like that, uh, the way it's shot, like where so he comes out of the bathroom. You think he's just going to come out guns blazing, which is what the plan was. Where the plan, right. and then like he comes out and they look at him, and like it's shot like it's go- like the way it's shot is like in a lot of movies he would have just picked up the gun and shot, but then he doesn't. Yeah, and he sits down and then like you're like, oh, is he going to do it? Is he going to yeah. do it? That's stacked <laughs> moments. We have this moment where we're like, oh man, the gun is not behind the can. Like it, it, it's not yeah. there. Yeah, there's the, there's that tension. Then he comes out and he doesn't follow the plan. Exactly. And he sits there and the sound builds. This is where this movie sonically is just incredible. Mm. All of the city noise starts to build behind him. And yeah. like you can just feel like you don't know what even we even though we know exactly what's about to happen. I could not like they they, they make help you, but get outside of it. It's crazy. They, they make you question whether it's going to happen even yeah. though you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's so fucking well done and you can see why so many people want to refer to it because it's it affects you. It's crazy. That's why this movie has so much power. There are so many A B moments. You either pick option A or option B and the rest of the movie is forever changed based on what you pick. Mm. And this movie has like half a dozen like that. <laughs> where where for a second we think well, maybe he'll choose A and then he still goes for B like he's supposed to or the plan totally changes or people just get shot before they even leave their car. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess there's like there's a couple of deaths that happen that you don't even expect. Yeah. Like, um, like Luca Brasi. I did not yeah, expect Luca that. Luca was kind of surprising and we had talked about it uh, while we were watching it but that was such a crazy thing because it seemed like he was sent there to die in some ways. Um like, how could the Godfather not expect this guy to either die or fuck something up? Because he's gathering intelligence. He's like the dumbest guy in his whole crew, and he's he's out there to get intelligence. But so, he's also like the most loyal guy in his whole crew. Yeah, so it, it was kind of sad that he sent him yeah. there, because I think he knew what yeah, was going to happen. They don't really mm-hmm. go into like whether it was in a calculated move or not. Like, they never really address it. But, like giving but I up think a we're pawn. meant to believe that he's yeah. a calculating guy, and, you know, that's why yeah. he is who he is, because he can kind of manipulate people in that way. Yeah. And, like, he, and he's cold. Yeah, because, I mean, well, you know, and I think they kind of foreshadow that it's going to go bad. So, you know, in the beginning, like, Luca Brasi, like, remember Kate? It's like, who's that weird dude talking to himself? And he's rehearsing mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. he's going to say to the Godfather. Like, right. he's right. he's sitting there, he's got it written down, he's rehearsing his speech, which all he's really doing is like, hey, here's some money for your daughter's wedding. Like, it's not really, he's not asking him for anything. Like, it's not really a Like diff- everybody else. It's not, it's <laughs> not a, it, like, what he said, it's not even a difficult conversation for right. him, right? It right. shouldn't be. He should. He's just like, hey, here's 200 bucks or whatever you're giving him. He wants so badly but, to get it but right. But he's so nervous to get it right and then the godfather is like yeah like why don't you go do this thing where you're gonna like pretend to be loyal to these other guys 
and you're like like sending him into like some some kind of subterfuge thing. But the guy can't mm-hmm. even get through a speech with the Godfather. Right. So right. like he he's obviously like poorly suited for what he's asking him to do. Right. You know, it's like it's like you're not like he's you can't even just like untongue tie yourself long enough to give me two hundred bucks. <laughs> right, I think he's the well, shot that's. Why don't the you war. go on to this other guys and pretend that you're, you know, you're going to go and and be loyal to them instead of being loyal to me? Yeah. Right. It, calculating, man, and um, the, this movie is really masterful. I, I can see it's pretty obvious why it, it is what it is. Brando is incredible, absolutely incredible. I mean, there are moments in this where. It, it isn't a movie. It, it is so real. It's, he's so unrecognizable as this role, too. Um, Are you doing the Brando cheek thing to me right I, now? I am. I'm, I'm yeah. wiping my cheek. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and there are so many little ticks like that. I mean, is it okay that he's playing this role? He is like uh, Dutch, English, and Irish, I think. Uh, I don't know. So is, is it okay? Is it okay that he's playing? It's fully a character. I mean, you wouldn't have this voice and everything going on. He's definitely doing a, a character. It's like a bit almost. This is the Scarface question all over again. Mm. Is it okay for Al Pacino to play a Cuban man? Is it okay for Marlon Brando mm. to play the Godfather? He does it so well. That's the problem. Like, he, he, he's so good and so convincing. I mean, it was certainly okay in 1972. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, shoot, that dude would have played Sinbad or something. Like, <laughs> well, and then right. nobody would have batted him right. I have a note that says professional racism. And I think what that means is um, these guys are not, um, what do you call it? Like, Passive or, or casual racists, they are very employed in, in in the terminology, in derogatory terminology, uh, uh, you know, of different races. So we hear, and I don't really want to repeat any of it, honestly. Because no, but we can honestly. A lot of the characters are like so, like it's kind of like multi-leveled racism too, yeah. right? Because it's yeah. like the everyone is racist against like black people. Yep, and then the wasps, quote unquote, are. Racist against the Italians. Right. Like, you know, like, they're like, yeah. oh, like, you Guinea. You yeah. know, like, or whatever. That, that like, word is thrown around a, a ton in a ton this time. Like, whatever, yeah. whenever anyone that is not Italian gets frustrated with, like, someone in the Godfather's crew, they start, like, throwing around, like, and Italian it's, racism. It's usually followed or preceded by other things. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. that, that's always included. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, a bit uncomfortable for that reason, especially now that you're bringing up that some of these guys aren't Italian. Yeah. Uh, a bit no. weird. A little bit, um, but uh, just glazing over the end of the movie, they decide they are going to sell drugs, but they're going to keep it away from their people, the schools, the children, and they're only going to sell to black communities. And they're not going to forget the cannolis. And they're not going to forget the cannolis. Um, that is the worst part of the film for me, but also the best part. The wheat field with Lady Liberty in the background, and then... Uh, What's his face goes to take a piss in the wheat, comes back, sees that his driver is dead, <laughs> and he's cool with it. And he's like, Hey, can I please just take the cannolis? Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see like a real picture of that. I assume that like there was a time when you could sit in a wheat field and still see 
Liberty. Liberty, yeah. but like it certainly ain't been any time since I've been alive. <laughs> no, definitely not. And it makes me wonder if it's like planted or brought in. So it looks like it's what, 1945 yeah, or whenever. Yeah, but I mean, I assume that they're like, you know, because obviously Francis Ford Coppola is old enough to like remember if that was a thing. I, yeah. I assume that it's that it's not like just some made up thing, but like it's just wild to me because. It's so Never different. Never in my lifetime have you been able to <laughs> get close enough and sit in a wheat field. Yeah, yeah. It's so different than the New York we know. And uh, <laughs> some of it's beautiful. Some of it's just terrible. That scene is so beautiful to look at, but I mean, the I, subject material I is I think so they dark. do do a good job of like portraying a 1945 New York. You know, like they've got old cars, like... Old time photos. Because I mean, it, you know, even in 1972 didn't look like 1945. No, you know, like, and, yeah. But they they do a good job of making it seem like it could have been. Like I was trying to clock yeah. like what would be different. I don't know it well. Yeah, yeah I think like, like it's, it's before all of our time, so it's yeah. a little bit hard for us to like yeah. to spot the anachronisms because it's all just old to us. But like, yeah, there's probably like some buildings probably, yeah. in the shot that shouldn't be, but I. I all in all, it's so immersive that I, I'm okay with any little like anachronisms. And there we commented on Chinese takeout. We don't know if Chinese takeout was a thing that's in right. the 1940s. No. They were eating Chinese takeout in what, 1940? And I think that's what triggered the whole Seven A Christmas Story thing. They have Chinese takeout and there are <laughs> Christmas cards on the wall. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I guess it was a thing at the time, but it seems so modern. Like it seems like a thing in my mind that started in the 80s. That's, yeah, not. that's how I remember it. Wow. <laughs> okay, Maybe good. because I was born in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all I'm saying is like I... I mean, I, I, so I'll say I ate Chinese takeout as like long as I can remember. It's kind of always right. been around, right. yeah. Yeah, so like it probably, you know, so is it wild that it would have been around 10 years before I remember? Like, not, yeah. not that weird. Not that wild. No. 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 Well, you were talking about the end where they make the deal, right? Uh-huh. All the families, the five families come together. I felt like it was kind of fucked up because the Don, or, um, yeah, the Don is is saying, yeah, I, I like one my younger son more than the other one. Like, <laughs> I'm going to excuse you killing one of my sons. Oh, because he likes you don't Michael fuck with the this most, one. right? Oh, no, I didn't really see it like that. But I, he had no choice because he's already gone. But at the same time, he was playing cool about his son being dead, right? And and then he s- emphasizes, you can't touch Michael. I, I think that's why he's the godfather. What, why? Because because he's able to take his emotions out of it. That's, that's why. That's why. But no, that seems so that he is being emotional by. But you can't touch this one. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, but he's like he's let like like some let bygones be bygones, a like true f boy type shit, right? Like <laughs> that's yeah. true. But like Godfather's definitely an f boy. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah. you know, but he's able to say like, hey, like like what what's happened happened. I, I I'll put it aside and and I can make a rational decision with what's on the table right now. I get that on the surface. That is exactly what's happening. But I feel like in reality, how do you forgive? And then I, I don't know, man. I. I just think about it all differently. This world to me doesn't is of no interest. I don't like gangster stuff. I think this is all kind of cowardly. If you think about the way all of these people are killed, it's sucker punching. It's surprise attacks. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, oh, that's smart. You fucking, you know, take yeah, them out. Yeah, you don't have yeah, to worry yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. No, one but is, it, no one is like actually challenged. and like. There's there, no honor in There's this. no honor in any of it. Right. 
No, 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 no. They're coming to a hospital to kill a man who everybody's shot in the back yep. of the head. Everybody's, yep. yeah. everybody's like shot like eighteen times, shot, like, like in the and back, then kicked in the like, face, tricked. <laughs> Basically, everyone's tricked into getting attacked. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like nobody actually, and nobody actually fight fair. And, and like the closest thing is when Sonny whips the shit out of Carlo after he beats Connie. Yeah, but even then, like he's got like ten boys with him, so like mm-hmm. it's not even. Even then, it's not really a fair fight, right? Like, yeah. And they don't announce, it's not like a duel. They yeah. don't announce like, hey, you beat the shit out of my sister while she's pregnant. Let's go to the woods and, and fight. No, he just like gangs up on him in the street while he's, I don't know, playing in the water. It is the opposite of, uh, we've been watching this amazing show called uh, Reservation Dogs. It is the oh, opposite wow, mentality yeah. that is expressed in that about being a warrior and, and being honorable. Um you know, even if you're not the guy to take out the king, you are still part of the movement that does so. Uh, so that's honorable. And we need all of these parts, even if you die by your horse falling on you type thing. <laughs> so um, there's no honor in any of this stuff. So while I am fascinated, I think it's beautiful and it's immersive, um, I'm still kind of not into the whole thing. And that's why I, I keep repeating it is – the perfect example of what it is, I don't think I need any more than this. So, I guess here's a question. Do you guys think it was intended to glorify? No. I don't think it was either. But I think a lot of people have taken it that way. Yeah. In popular culture. I think, but people do that kind of shit with, like, the Joker, for it's example. It's just like Scarface. Right? Yeah. Scarface is yeah. a movie that, like, is not intended to glorify Scarface. He's a bad guy. Scar- he's like, he is the bad guy. Yeah. Like he's not intended to be like a glorified. Oh, I but, can't people, but people do, right? But people look at him as like that. People look up to that, yeah. even though he's not. He's not. He's good. not intent. Like but, the, the movie makes it clear that like he's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. But people are drawn to that. I mean, like like I said, the Joker. There's so many bad guys that people are drawn to, um, because they're fun, I guess, or because we think we can do better. Um, well, if I was in Scarface's situation, I would have done this, this, and this, and then I would have survived, and I would have taken all my money, right? If I was in the Godfather's situation, I would have done this, this, and this, because I'm smarter than the Godfather, and I would have been all right. Scarface F-boy. F-boy for sure. Yes. Yeah, but I think everybody just has this idea in their mind that they could do it better, so they want to try Is that what you think it. is going on? Because that's an interesting take. Um <laughs> Yeah. You think that they are fascinated with the guys, the anti-hero, because they could actually do it better than them. And I That's mean, what you're saying? I'm, say, I'm saying this based off of my experiences as a 2000s kid. Um, I grew up with the Marvel movies, and I grew up with the conversations like, oh, man, like Iron Man could never do that. But like, if I was in that situation, here's what I would do, and it would what? totally change everything. Stop talking to F-boys. I, I just, clearly, <laughs> clearly. And I don't fucks with the Disney. Adults. These are all happening on F-Boy Island, these conversations, apparently. <laughs> right, 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 right. right. Um, <laughs> not in the nice guy grotto. No. Um, no, but I, I, that was such a mentality when I was a kid. Maybe this is a personal experience. Maybe this is something that extends to other millennials. I don't know. No, I think it's just a certain type of person that is drawn to, wants to be cool, and I think it's a power thing, right? Well, a certain yeah. type of person is drawn to characters like the Joker well, or Scarface. Or- I also think it's like an age thing, right? Like, it's like you, when you look at it as an adult and you look at it as a near adult, mm-hmm. you're, you're, what you think is cool or what you think, like, your perspective on these things is different. Like, like, you know, 
Like you look at Scarface. So, uh, I'm sorry, I realize we're not even talking about this movie. But <laughs> Scarface has a lot more uh, like cool moments. And when you look at it as a 17 year old, you'll go, "Oh, like I want to be like Scarface. He's such a badass." What? And then Why? You, and then you look at it as like in your 30s, and you're like, "Oh, yeah, Scarface was like he had no idea what he was doing. He's like his. It's it, you. You you recognize the tragedy of it that you he's reckless. See. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, and then you know, and I feel like it's the same way with these movies. Is like you yeah. see the like or with Godfathers, you see the, um, you know, if you look at it when you're young and you think you're invincible. Your your take on what is the good, who is the cool character, and who is the bad character is yeah. is different. Like you might look at it and say, like, "Oh, Sonny's awesome because he's he's a badass and he's tough, and like he'll he'll go whip anybody's ass in the street and he doesn't care." God, but then you look is, at it and, oh. and as you're older and you're gonna go, "Oh, like he's reckless." Yeah, <laughs> we just had one of these moments with our child. We started watching Futurama with her because again, that was our show when I was pregnant. Um, and she thinks that Bender is cool. She thinks that Bender is a great guy. No, she doesn't. She thinks he's really, no, really funny. she knows he's a bad guy. We've, we've explained well, to her. Well, now she knows that, but she thought that he was really funny, she heard, and therefore he's she a good guy. She laughing at him, so she thinks he's cool. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But, I mean, kids do have such a different perspective on this. And I wonder, like, if you know, I had watched this movie way younger, what would I have thought? You probably would have said the darndest things about it. <laughs> I probably yeah. would have. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder, how would they make this movie now? Like, they don't, they right? Do. They, they I think they they're don't. remaking this shit all the time. I don't watch The Sopranos. Sorry, audience. Uh, but I don't want to. I don't need more of this, but I think they're remaking this kind of stuff all the time. We were talking about how they would do the scene where um, the uncle or whomever is teaching Michael how to use a gun and what he should do with the gun after he shoots the cop and the other guy, right? That would just be like- Is that Clemenza? Uh, Which one is Clemenza? I, I have no idea. Because like I a, love that that sounds like an like STD. A, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got Clemenza. I got Clemenza, yo. You're itching like a mother. <laughs> I'm broken out with Clemenza. I can't come to the party. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let my balls there out. My Clemenza's acting up. <laughs> Nasty. Nasty. Yo, I got to hit up CVS. <laughs> this Clemenza is rough. I'm get a Clemenza test. <laughs> Put a Q-tip up my dick. <laughs> all right. All right, guys. This is not that kind of show. It's not. It's not. <laughs> um... It is. What was I saying? <laughs> it's 100% uh, exactly like this. Uh, we were talking about uh, the We were talking shit. about The Godfather, the, the go longest, yes, greatest the longest movie, movie of all time. Ever. No, I think they would just take the scene where the uncle's teaching them what to do with the gun, and they would turn it into like this short clip that they play. Like, it would just be audio that they're playing in the background while he's searching for the gun behind the toilet. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, yeah. they condense everything down. Yeah, modern film would try to speed this up and actually not belabor the point so much. Now, I do agree you have to set it up some ways because we otherwise we wouldn't have the tense moment knowing that he didn't do what they talked about doing, meaning shooting them right away. Right. Uh, so you have to still set it up. But I like what you're saying. We kind of see, so it's like a montage. Where he's talking over exactly, some yeah. yeah, very Ocean's Eleven. I think that's how this whole thing would go if they made it now. But like you said, they remake this every time they make a gangster movie. Yeah, this is 
been around for 50 fucking years. Yeah, I mean, if you watch Sopranos, like, it's it's basically, like, a modern day. Like, a lot of the way the characters are is sort of like a modernization of um, the characters. That leads me to, is this based on anybody real? Because The Sopranos is. I just watched a documentary about... Oh, um, wow. Fuck, uh, Gala something. Uh, he was a gangster mob guy. Um, and... Supposedly, Sopranos is based on him. Um, I didn't realize that. Yeah, so I wonder if is this based on somebody? I, My understanding had always been yes. I, yeah, I think the answer is yes because the Frank Sinatra thing. Oh yeah, why else I, have uh, you know him there? Yeah. yeah, I know that that is based on like a real situation to some extent. Like mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I'm sure it's dramatic, dramatized as well. But yeah. Um, now there's a sequel to this and I think we kind of know where it goes, but yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, curious. <laughs> so I'm, let's, I'm, yeah, we, we should watch the sequel. We might have to. Oh. Listen, I, so I actually think the sequel is better. I'd say most people, that have a seen lot of people say that. Yeah. I would say it's not, the sequel is not like whatever you're thinking the sequel is going to be. It's probably actually not that. Oh, okay. Uh, well, that's good news because uh, I want to be surprised. I, I am interested in this universe, but before we start don't, just making don't watch plans, the, just don't watch the third movie. <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. You can ignore that one. That one, that one doesn't exist. <laughs> before we start making plans, let's talk a little bit about our highlights and lowlights for this thing. Um, Kaylee, we'll start with you. Oh. What kind of highlights you got? Oh, jeez. Let me Gabagoo! organize my paper here. Don't forget the cannolis, Kaylee. <laughs> um, the cannolis scene is definitely tops for me because it is so beautiful. But um, my favorite, my highlight is when the girls are all sitting around a table at the wedding and they're measuring a dick. Oh, right at the beginning, <laughs> And the hands yeah. are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I love any of the moments where it's just normal people interacting we don't necessarily have vocals. We don't know what they're saying, but they do such a good job of like showing us without telling us. It's also natural. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. You really get the energy. Um, it, it seems like they know each other. And, yeah, I mean, especially like some of the scenes where they don't even bother to do the, uh, the subtitles. You know, there's, there's scenes oh, where they're, yeah. they're yeah. talking in Italian and they don't bother to subtitle it. And yeah. it's just like, yeah, you can get the vibes. You know, yeah. like, it's yeah. like it's almost like a, like, you know, but it's telling you, like, it doesn't really matter what they're saying. You can just tell by the way they're saying it what they mean. I think it's used notably in the restaurant scene where he kills the guys um, as a shift in power. Hmm. So it's commentary on, no, we're going to speak whatever the fuck I want to speak right now. We're not speaking Italian. I'm going to talk to you in English. You're going to talk back to me in English, and now I'm going to kill you. Right, <laughs> like, It right. was the shift in power, and it really did, like— the tension started to change, you know? We have this kind of manic thing where we feel like he's losing it, Mm -hmm. and then he is now in control. Uh, So, yeah, fascinating stuff. But, yeah, uh, they they use that. It's an intentional thing. Yeah, it has to be intentional, because there's certainly scenes where they have the subtitles, because, like, there's a lot of parts where they'd have it. Yeah, isn't that weird, though? It kind of clues you into, hey, they're doing something right now. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) a little bit. Pay attention. Yeah. Yeah, Um, I I especially like the bit where um, Michael's trying to talk to his future father-in-law and he has someone translate for him. Mm -hmm. And they keep 
uh, the Italian in there. They, they don't just kind of like muffle it like yeah. he's whispering it to him or something like that. And our main focus is on the English. Both are balanced. Both are equally present. Yeah. This is beautiful. Yeah, I like um, the dick measuring, of course, because it's the best example. But yeah, any of those moments where we get like real people doing real shit and it's just fascinating. Yeah. Uh, so lowlights. Lowlights are hard. Um, I don't... I don't understand why. Is it Connie? Is that the name of the sister? Yeah, yeah. Connie. Okay, I don't. Which I think is Adrian from Rocky. Maybe yeah. I can look it up, but That's um, right. yeah. I I don't understand why Connie is upset that her husband is dead. I think <laughs> Michael did her a favor by getting rid of this guy. And, and I think it's beautiful that he keeps his hands clean. So he's not lying to his wife when he says, like, no, he did not kill uh, the brother-in-law. He Charles Manson him. But, like, yeah. he still took responsibility for it because he was there. You know, like, which is, like, he wanted to see it done. Yeah. Which, oh, was, which was interesting, right? Well, he like, definitely called for it, yeah. <clears throat> but, I mean, he was, but, I mean, he was physically there, watched it happen, watched the guy die. Right, exactly. Like, he's... Oh, which lets me know that uh, Michael definitely wanted to see his brother-in-law die. And everything up to that point led me to believe that Connie wanted that too. She even calls her brother, Sonny, to show up after she's been beaten. Um, and of course, that's when Sonny gets shot. I think that they that she has to play the role of grieving because it's almost like Stockholm in a, in a sense where she's used to that wow. dynamic. Mm. Uh, so and like you said, she can't get divorced, right? The religious aspects of it just you know frown upon that, and uh, she's got pressure everywhere. So she's got to go through the motions of that to get free. And who's she gonna? And who's gonna take care of her? Like if, yeah, you know, like and it is upsetting. I mean, it, yeah. she vowed to love this man till death. Do they part, right? Yeah. Right. Complicated emotions. Yeah. yeah. Which I think is realistic. I f yeah, exactly. Yeah, I feel for Connie. I think that was, especially back then, man, it seemed like people just fucking had a blind eye, turned a blind eye, excuse me, uh, to abuse like this. It seemed so natural. But, you know. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's jarring. It's confusing. I don't fully understand it. And... That really says something that that's my only low light. I liked the film and I fully went into this expecting that I was going to hate it. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this movie has been hyped up so much and yeah. everybody always gives you the, oh, you've never seen The Godfather? Like, how can you even say you like film if you haven't seen this movie? It's such a hyped up film that I've avoided watching it because I didn't want it to be bad. Yeah, and then, oh. I, I get that. Like, th like, people like things so much that like, you expect that they're not nearly as good as whatever people say. Yeah, how could it possibly be? Right. How could it not possibly be as good as like whatever you're saying? Yeah. And I hate to be team watch the movie because that completely contradicts what 27 years of my life. But um, yeah, watch the movie. <laughs> it lived up to the hype. And that is so rare when that actually happens. I will say it does show its age in some ways. Um, it felt like an older film, although it doesn't look like one. Um, it has some of the pacing of an older movie. And I don't watch a lot of movies from, you know, 50s and 60s. And it, there's some remnants of that. You can tell Coppola is very inspired by, like Hitchcock, for example. All that spooky oh, music coming yeah. in is very, you know, in that kind of early horror um, vibe. So, um, yeah, uh, 
the, the movie is doing some some crazy things, but it also is bridging the gap. I think it pushes film forward, and that's one of the reasons it was so massive when it came out right. and, and got awards, because it does do things that people are still doing. It defines <laughs> yeah. it, yeah. 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 It just broke this uh, mold of you know what uh, you could do cinematically, I think, in some ways. Uh, it, it's just so iconic. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, Ryan, are we heading to you yeah, next? Yeah, I'll do a highlight. Um, I love, uh, so we clock the uh, husband, uh, what's his name? Uh, Cleo. Cleo. Uh, shit, what's his name? Carlo? Carlo. We clock Carlo, Carlo in an orange outfit that is amazing. Uh, so it starts there, but it gets better because that was, I wrote it down as a highlight. And then I said, and then the ass kicking, because <laughs> the way he gets his ass kicked, it's like WWE. Um, he's the, yeah. <laughs> is it, um, uh, fuck, uh, Sonny is just like hitting him with trash can lids, trash cans. Yeah. Like when he hits the trash can on the like railing that he's sitting next to yeah. and like he clearly... Like, if you're just watching, you're like, yeah, he didn't hit him. He it just the dumps right. the garbage yeah. all over him. Yeah. Um, but it's so funny and so entertaining. I was just cracking up the whole time. I really enjoyed that scene. We had a great time with that. And, and it's so yeah. funny, too, because that's the, you know, that happens. And then we're all so mad at Carlo because you got your fucking ass kicked in the most humiliating way and you're still beating his sister? Like, yeah. how dumb are you? You yeah. know you're going to die. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Maybe he wants to. He had a death wish. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, like, you're... Especially because, like, he's working for her dad. Yeah, he's so close so, to you it. Know, like, there's, like, so many reasons why you ought to just, like, tread lightly, bro. Yeah, yeah, right. exactly. Right, yep. All right, so, uh, lowlights. Um, I have a note. Um, oh, they had a scene where... Um, I think it's Michael's wife is walking on some rocks... It, they just have her out in oh, like in the, the wild in some heels, yeah. and you can see her ankles just twisting all around. I thought they they did her dirty with that, but um, really my favorite thing is um, God the sister's name, Connie. Connie, um, when she's breaking everything, they're fighting. Mm. Oh my god, she, so fun! It's comical. Like that's probably the worst scene in the movie because it's just so over the top and it's like how, how much she's like freaking out. Like yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that's the time period for film. Like, I'm not talking about 1972. I'm talking about, like, the 1950s. Well, think of where Brando comes from. Exactly. Uh, Stella, Stella you know, husbands and Yeah, Streetcar Named Desire, abusive. Uh, you know, they take me back even though I was abusive. That type but, of like, thing. that overreaction and her husband keeps calling her spoiled and she's acting a little spoiled, but at the same time, like... She mm. she freaks the hell out, and it's hilarious. It's beautiful. Fuck up the shit, man. Like, <laughs> I was proud of her. I, I was happy for her in that moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she was she was getting she's her licks in. destroying domesticity. It, it's, it's symbolic, too. I get it, but just the way it goes down is pretty funny to me. Very, very. All right. Let's uh, get to the man of the hour, or the three-hour... Uh, Tom, <laughs> your highlight for this movie. Oh, uh, so a highlight, I will say highlights that I had never picked up on before. It's like, um, I really like that foreshadowing of Michael becoming the Godfather. That scene yeah. is like really cool when you go, when you realize what's happening. Yeah. Um, especially cause it's like, it's subtle. It's the beginning of the transformation. Yeah. Know? Like you really, yep. it's, it's just, it's not. In your face at all, but like it's there. It's in his face. It's in his face. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And also, if low lights, man, I don't. I'm not saying it's a perfect movie or anything like that, but like I don't really have anything that I hate about it. I I, I think a lot about the movie is I don't know. A lot of it's good. I don't have, I don't I remember I have a low light. Do you think it could be two different movies? Like it doesn't have to be three hours. Could they break this up at all? Do you think there's any break point? I think they could catch twenty two it and do like a Hulu mini series, yeah. ten episodes. Yes, this I mean, could I, definitely I could, be a six but, episode. But I feel like for like a three hour movie, like it moves pretty fast. I I don't really yeah. have complaints with the length. Yeah. I mean, when it's a good movie, it, it passes. I we've seen several three hour movies that are amazing. So this is another one. Uh, I don't think it's bad, but it's a commitment, as we said yeah. at the top. You do have to set aside the time for this one, um, especially if you got kids. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay then. Well, are there any changes for you, Tom? Since you know you've been watching this as a kid, do you see it differently now in any way? Um. Yeah, I would say I do. Mo- mostly because, like, you know, like kind of what I was saying earlier is like what you respect as a young adult or an almost adult is different than what you respect as an adult adult. Sure. So I think like in a lot of ways I respect Michael more and I, and I, okay. and I, and I have some sympathy for his situation because I don't, yeah. well, you know, he doesn't, he's not someone that wants to live this violent life. I feel like it changes right at the hospital. Right. Violence yeah. was thrusted upon him. He realizes him. Yeah. if he weren't there, this, his dad would have died. There's that moment where he talks about like all the people his his father takes care of. Yeah. And he realizes that like for better or worse, my dad's position enables a lot of people to live their life. Mm, and, yeah. And like he's doing it, you know, like he doesn't necessarily I, I feel like he doesn't necessarily agree with it. You know, he, he starts talking about like the the family going legit and getting away from being a, a gangster family. I th- yeah, he's trying to inject some he's honor try- into yeah, it. Right. Now. He's trying mm-hmm. he's trying to like even in his way, even even after he becomes Godfather, he's trying to be like, okay, like I really don't like want to be like a criminal. But he also acknowledges that like there's this whole like ecosystem of people that are dependent on me, and the force and is strong with him. Yeah, I can't just <laughs> I can't just walk away from it. Like right. someone has to keep like there, there's mouths that are being fed from this. Whether it's whether it's honorable or not, very relatable situation for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, yes, a uh, important uh, position that uh, I was. You know, a lot of people were dependent on me to carry on after a death. So yeah, it was kind of a weird, uh, and like that's why I can agree with what you're saying. It is kind of the coolest element of him, and why he's the only really likable character. I guess I don't know. Brando's character is likable in some ways. Except for when he puts an orange in his mouth and oh, scares the shit so out of a child. Sweet. Oh my god, that was adorable. He legitimately scares this child, though. Would you be happy if that happened to our kid? No, but at the same time, like, I feel like that's like showing him like letting it go. Yeah, like it's like he was. The, yeah, the, he was. He, he had to be, have this serious life, and then all of a sudden, he's like able to enjoy being a grandparent. He's finally retired. He's a retired he f boy. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> You got to hang it up but after I think there's days. stories about how, you know, he really did surprise the kid and do that on the fly. That was none of that was planned. So he that kid was terrified. 
And then he like shows him like, hey, it's okay. He kind of shows him like what the trick is. And then the kid is all about it. And he's like and spraying he him with the pesticides. It's yeah, what weird. is that? Is that pesticide? What is it's gotta that? Be. It's got to be. The the can with the little. In 1945, man, you just like drink pesticides. <laughs> you set it right next to your lemonade if it yeah. drips in there. So what? Uh, so okay. cool. Yeah. They the put the pesticides on the table. <laughs> So weird. It um, puts it puts beef on your cheeks because apparently to, to be the Don, you got to have puffy cheeks. Yeah. 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 Is that like cauliflower cheeks? Not cauliflower like, cheeks. like cauliflower ears. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got... <laughs> oh, shit. He's oh, got them man. puffy cheeks. Cauliflower cheeks. <laughs> oh. I'd like to think that like as these movies progress, Grass, Al Pacino's cheeks just get bigger and bigger and bigger. Yes. Yes. Yeah? I don't know if that's true. Oh, okay. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, he gets older. Okay. <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, I guess it's time for Run Away or Make It Famous. Um, would you run away or make this famous, Kaylee? What do you think? I would watch this movie again right now. So it's uh, so you're going to keep it famous? I'm keeping you it agree? famous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty simple. I, I would do the same. I, I, I wouldn't say that I would be eager to watch it again. Mm. I have absorbed it, and I do appreciate. It. I want to marinate on it, and I do want to watch it again. But um, again, got to set aside the time. So I'm gonna uh, keep this uh, bitch famous. And uh, Tom, how about you? Famous. You, you still making it famous? Yeah, yeah it's a good movie. Making like, it. You know, again, I'm kind of with you in the like. I don't, I'm not trying to watch it every week. Yeah. It's not light viewing and it's not a uh, it's long yeah i will but watch it's a, but it's a good movie yeah i will watch it before it's a hundred years old 100. yeah there yeah. that's that's a fun way to put that but will we watch it again before we've done a hundred episodes Ooh, for me yeah i hmm. i could see myself watching this again could be we'll see uh it took us about two years to get to 50 so uh yeah we, we may watch this again mm -hmm. all right any final thoughts um did we learn anything about tom uh, i don't think so i think i did <laughs> learn something about tom not I, about the movie but in what he expressed here of course no i i did learn something about tom i learned how you view movies and when you're looking at a movie like what interests you i did feel like i learned something new about you maybe this uh movie is the scale right i learned that he identifies as italian <laughs> italian yeah right. i say it that way because you wear glasses <laughs> <laughs> yeah man did you learn anything about yourself tom in your 10th viewing of this uh <laughs> he learned that he's the old dirty bastard <laughs> and cheers to that cheers to this movie cheers to 50 episodes oh my god yeah um i really am grateful that tom is the one here for this special occasion uh not the biggest uh milestone in the world but it's fun it's kind of hard to believe uh we're here already so cheers to you tom cheers to kaylee yeah cheers uh, to you ryan here's to at least 50 more of these things yeah all right, so that leads us to the final part of the show. Tom, I would hope that we're going to do this again. What are you trying to make us view next? What are we looking next? I mean, I feel like Godfather 2 is like super obvious. Sounds like a good call to me. I'm leaning, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. This is our season of sequels. You may have heard us say that before. Uh, we are trying to get a lot of the uh, sequels to movies we watched in season one or even this season. Um 
on the uh, the list here. So uh, I think that's a great choice, especially because so many people say Godfather Two is better than the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's Godfather Three. We'll never watch, but <laughs> Godfather Two makes sense. I'm into that because if it's better than this. I like this. Mm-hmm. I'm not in love with it, but I am in love with parts of it. So uh, if they could make a better story than this, then yeah, that sounds amazing. And now I can actually do research on the first movie so I can come in like knowing at least something about the book or is this based on a real person? Oh, yeah. I have a little bit of background information before I go into the second Knowing movie. Kaylee, she will probably read the book uh, between now and then. I might. Uh, so looking forward to that. Everybody hit us up with, uh, all of your complaints because we are losers and have, uh, just now gotten to watching this movie <laughs> at look what you made me view at gmail.com. And of course, Instagram is the same thing. Look what you made me view. Uh, yeah. Next yeah. time season of sequels, Godfather dose, Tom, any final words? No, I don't got anything. All right. Well, final words, uh, those are going on your tombstone. Mm. No, I ain't got anything. (laughs) Which, it could be worse than that. It could be, I got two cannolis. (laughs) So until... Don't forget the cannolis. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I got two gabagools. (laughs) Don't forget the cannolis. That might be on mine. Uh, (laughs) So uh, if I was in the Godfather series, my catchphrase would be, that's not for me. How about you? You got one? Uh, It's too much. It's too much? It's too much. Oh, Oh, okay. How about you? I don't, I don't have a catchphrase. You don't have a catchphrase? I'm not a podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying if you were in a Godfather movie or a gangster movie. Uh, Instead of make him an have... offer he can't refuse. Yes, yeah, your version of that. I, I don't know, man. I didn't got it. <laughs> Put on the spot. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting this one. That is tough, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it would be something vitamin related, but we could touch on that yeah. at a later date. <laughs> We will see you all next time. Godfather Dose. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, thanks. Bye. F bye. Mm-hmm. Boing boing. <laughs>